Hey guys, and welcome to the Bare Naked Health Podcast, where I interview the absolute best health and wellness practitioners from across the globe to show you what they do so you can do it too. This is because, like you, I did not always feel that health was easy. I had tried different diets, exercise plans, but often felt misled by an industry that really thrives on you not getting healthy and always spending money on the next new thing. Because of this, I'm getting bare naked on health and pulling back the curtain to show you that being truly healthy is simple. Wherever you are in your health journey, I want to show you that with minimal effort, you can get maximum results and do what you love. Play with your kids, go for a hike, and crush it in your business all while feeling great. To give a kickstart, I encourage you to go over to BarenakedHealthPodcast.com to access my calendar and schedule a 15-minute call so we can discuss what is your biggest struggle when it comes to maintaining your health. Remember that I'm a holistic lifestyle coach and that the show is really sponsored by you guys. Each of you that works with me that I am able to take on as a client helps me to be able to keep putting out these podcasts for free. So I just want to thank you, each of you, for your love and support. Hey guys, I'm your host, Nick Horowski, and welcome to the Bare Naked Health Podcast, episode number 85. In today's episode, I interview the healthiest surfer on the East Coast, James Viola. Be sure to stick around for the end of the show to learn what James likes to do when hanging out on a surfboard, how physical health can help mental health, and of course, where you can go to visit him next time you are in New York City. Alrighty, guys, another episode of the Bare Naked Health Podcast today, and on the line, I have the one and only James Viola. Now, James is another uh, college roommate of mine, and I want to get him on the show. And Jim, first question I ask everybody who comes on the show, tell us about your health journey in 10 sentences or less. Okay, cool. So thanks for having me on. Absolutely. And my health journey always starts with balance, I'd say. Um, whether it be making it to the gym, you know, three, three to five times a week or eating right, or, you know, maybe one night you don't eat so right, but you still kind of enjoy your life and not, not stress about, oh no, like I didn't have, um, the right amount of this or that today, but you know, maybe you have a hamburger and fries and you, that that's like what, if that's what you enjoy, like try to make time for that just as much as you would like anything else um you know all within balance so i try to like there's a saying i I have is like everything in moderation and even moderation should be in moderation sometimes you gotta indulge sometimes you gotta uh you know do something maybe that you shouldn't to just like for your mental health and wellness I think. What has been your most recent go-to for that mental health and wellness? Uh, well, I'll tell you the truth. Yesterday I had <laughs> had a giant hamburger <laughs> with fries. <laughs> that's and, why that was on your mind and you said yeah, before. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> it, it was a hamburger with pulled pork on it, smothered in cheese, everything. Um, and so that was the most recent thing in my head, yeah. Now, what does balance look like you for eating normally, though? Mm-hmm. Big thing for me is starting the day off with some kind of healthy carbs, like a like a steel cut oatmeal. Um, so where I work, I am part of my uh, a perk of working where I do at, at Tommy Bahama, where there's a restaurant. Even though I'm not in the restaurant industry, I still get to eat there. Um, you know, I get a shift meal, so I get to eat free from the restaurant. Uh, so they have a ton of salads, whether it's salad with like grilled chicken or um, any any other type of salad. Um, but they also make a ton of other awesome stuff. So I try to stick with like a salad for lunch, and then at night, Jess and I usually, well, sometimes depending on my schedule, I'll eat like a late breakfast. Um, you know, something hearty, like maybe some scrambled eggs and oatmeal together and maybe even some toast and then I'll eat at work and that's kind of it for the day. Um, cause sometimes I work until nine, 10 at night and I'll, I'll eat at, you know, four or five 
So that's kind of it. And it's also kind of like a good like money saving tool too. Cause it's like one less meal I don't have to really pay for. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So talked about going to the gym a couple days a week. Uh, but one of the other things too, that I'm curious to know, cause I know your surfboarder, I think I can see a skateboard in the background, even there too. Uh, tell us about that. Like, how do you really integrate just spending that time outside being on the board? And I was curious if, uh, the balance is a little bit of a metaphor for, uh, being able to stand up on those things too. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, I think it comes down to commitment, you know, and kind of, um, you know, with surfing for me, you know, surfing takes a certain amount of, it, to be honest, it takes a certain amount of money, like any hobby, whether you are into going to the shooting range or whether you're into riding horses or whatever, you got to pay for the surfboard, the wetsuit, you got to drive there, you know. So years back, I kind of like made up my mind, like, okay, you know, I can't have like 20 different hobbies because. I don't have the space or the money to have everything, you know what I mean? Uh, some people can, but um, so, you know, I so said I'm going to commit to surfing as really what I like to do, and that's because it is. Um, oh, Jack wants to get in the mix over here. So, um, so yeah, it, it comes down to commitment because it, it does take a lot of effort. You know, living in New York City and in Queens, you know, the ocean isn't out the back door. Oh. Kept saying hi for everybody who's uh, just listening here. Yeah. <laughs> um, they like to walk across the keyboard sometimes. Um, you know, you got to, you know, like if there's waves that day and you're off of work, you know, maybe if you don't really feel like going, but maybe you push yourself to go and get out there and not just, you know, sit around. And, you know, comparing it surfing to the gym, uh, you know, the way I see it is that, exercising and being in the gym and doing CrossFit is something I do <clears throat> to better live my life. So when it's time to live my life, when it's time to go surfing, when it's time to, you know, do whatever, that kind of takes a second, second seat. So, you know, let's say there's waves, but, uh, I didn't go to the gym that day. Well, I'm not going to the gym. I'm, I'm going surfing. I mean, granted that's ridiculous exercise in itself. Oh, so absolutely. I'm not, yeah. But, you know, the, I see the gym as what I do to be able to better live my life. So but when it's time to actually, like, live my life, you know, that, that supersedes what else, everything else. So, Well, I'm curious about the mental aspect of surfing, too, because it's something I've tried once, uh, probably 10 years ago now, and I loved it. But I felt like, uh, first of all, I love being out in nature, whatever that may be. I mean, on the water, just in the woods, anything like that. But the amount of focus and just, I, 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 please just kind of share because I can't imagine how much that takes in order to do that, especially for hours at a time. Yeah. So, I mean, to me, it's like meditation. You know, it's like my meditation when I'm out there, really because you're, you know, there's a lot going on for sure, but you're cut away from the phone and the computers and the TV and, you know, everything else there's nothing else around you yeah, obviously there's other surfers and other things happening around but um all that extraneous stuff is cut away um i also find it a very humbling experience uh you know especially when you know it doesn't have to be on a day that the waves are huge and whatever but it's a humbling experience to kind of be in the ocean with that awesome power and you know you think uh, you know, sometimes the small things kind of just go away because you're just trying to like almost just survive, like, and not get crushed by, you know, let's say a giant wave or whatever it may be. All that other stuff doesn't really mean anything at the time. Um, but you know, it is a, it is a place to, um, just take a step back and there's a lot of sitting involved in surfing. You know, it's not like the waves are there all the time. You sit for, uh, you know, minutes and on end and hours on end. Um, and as far as the focus piece, it's it's easy for me to focus because it's what I like to do. You know, I think it's almost like it, it does take a lot of focus for sure. And I always catch myself 
you know, I, I, there's times when I'm out there and I do catch myself coming off of focus. And that's when, you know, maybe you can get in somebody's way or you can, uh, you know, maybe a wave comes and knocks you over or, you know, that's when you get, you can get hurt is when you're not focusing and you're not paying attention. Um, but again, it's like, it doesn't seem, it's not, it's not like a really an effort or something that I find as a chore. It's just something, it's part of the experience, you know, it's part of like honing your, honing your focus. It's really all part, part of it. So it's really no. like an enjoyable aspect of it. And I, I imagined you were kind of going to say that. And that's what I figured too on the, like you said, almost a meditative practice because you are just completely there. You're completely present. Like, or like you said, if, if anything wanders, if, if you're off track, you're getting rocked by a wave, you're getting, yeah, you're putting yourself in harm's way basically. Yeah. Uh, and that's what I'm, I'm always a fan of moving meditations. I mean, can I sit, do just stationary meditations? Yes, I can. But to be able to do so and just anything you love like that can be a movement, like a meditation. Uh, mm -hmm. so that's, that's awesome to hear. Uh, Jim, I'm curious what has been, or where maybe has been your favorite spot in the U S as well as internationally to go surfing. I think my favorite spot in the U S is, I mean, it's going to be like my home break in Long Beach, New York, where I've been going for, you know, since I started surfing, uh, maybe like, wow. 17 years ago, I'd say started when I was about 13. Um, but beyond that, you know, I have to say something, the spot I was most impressed with as far as like the locals go and, uh, just the wave itself was in Hawaii. Um, you know, the, the guys out there, I mean, guys and girls out there are just a whole different level. Um, the wave breaks so differently and it is, you know, that it breaks on a, on a reef most times, whereas here it's a sandbar. You know, a reef will be much more shallow most of the time and obviously much more sharp and <laughs> dangerous, um, which makes like, if you see like pictures of pipeline, very hollow wave. Um, and that's really because it's hitting that like very hard, abrupt, shallow shoal. And just, you know, carving over, whereas like a sandbar, you can kind of like more of a sloping, you know, sandbar that's going to hit and kind of like be not as dramatic, um, too. So it creates, it's much more, you have to have a lot more skill to surf out in a place like Hawaii. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, just the Pacific ocean being larger than the Atlantic ocean, there's just so much more energy behind each wave and each wave is more powerful, but uh, also internationally, I mean, my favorite spot is to go is Puerto Rico for a few reasons. One, the water is just always super warm. Uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> I could see that. Yeah. Being, being yeah. a nice thing to have. It's just, it's great. Um, two, it's only about a four hour flight away. Um, so it's like very simple, easy to get to. And, um, three, I just love it there. I just, you know, it's like, it's different culturally enough to make it fun and different to be in a different area to be in, but it's also close enough to kind of like not be so difficult to get to. Um, I, think little, I was gonna say, I'm a little surprised you said Puerto Rico because I just wasn't aware that I, I, I think of still as Puerto Rico being more in the Caribbean. I mean, it still is more on the outskirts, I guess, where you're getting the Atlantic coming in there too. Uh, and yeah. I just wouldn't have guessed that the, the surf would have been that great even. Yeah, so on the east side is the Caribbean Sea. On the no, I take that back. On the west side is the Caribbean Sea. On the east side is the Atlantic Ocean, and um, you know both sides get significant swell. And I think just as, as you know, especially during hurricane season, it it gets consistent swell. Um, you know, they going back to the water temperature. You know, the Atlantic side because it is a bigger ocean. Um, it's about 10 degrees cooler typically the water itself than the Caribbean side, which will be in that, you know, like that mid eighties range almost all year round, which is, which is nice. So I want to go back. Uh, what islands were you at when you were out in Hawaii? I only got to Oahu. Um, I was visiting a friend out there 
and he and his now wife were, she was teaching and he was working at Bank of Hawaii. So they lived there about three years, I'd say. So we took a trip just to visit them and, you know, obviously visit Hawaii. Um, you know, Hawaii was awesome. I was, it's funny, I was just talking to um, a friend of mine talking about like uh, honeymoon destinations because Jess and I are, you know, starting to plan our honeymoon. Um, and, you know, Hawaii. Hawaii. Right? <laughs> That's where we went. I can't argue with it. <laughs> it. It's like, it's, we were like, yeah, it's a beautiful, beautiful spot. Um, I wish I got to see more of it, like the other islands. Um, you know, I hear like Maui and Kauai are like, you know, really cool. And those were the two that we went to. And like you said, I, I've never been to Oahu, but I mean, Oahu is obviously like known for their surfing. Like uh-huh. that's basically like that's one of the meccas. It's got to be um, yeah. just in the entire world. Um, but definitely on Kauai, like there were a lot of guys surfing. Uh and then even in Maui, yeah, I mean, it was all over the place too. So, I, I again, it's one of those, I don't know that you can go wrong be, with the diversity that you get there. Uh, not only, I'm sure, from the water, but the amount of, like, we think of it, oh, it's a tropical island. Well, or island, set of islands. It seems so much more than that. Like, that's what I'm a huge fan of just getting out in nature. The hikes and everything Julie and I were able to go on and stuff too, we're just out of this world. And everything that you got to see was just fantastic yeah that's awesome so Uh, where else is in the running for for maybe uh going on honeymoons here well we're thinking of like a like southern spain and maybe southern france but we we're having trouble narrowing it down um maybe (laughs) portugal (laughs) we keep adding places (laughs) like we have to be subtracting not adding unless you go on a world tour i guess right (laughs) yeah we, I don't know, I, I'd like to go to Paris. Um, but yeah, but we're definitely, we're probably going to go to Europe, but we just haven't figured out exactly where. So Jim, this is one of the things I did want to ask you about because I know you have done a lot of travel and I guess what are some of the things you've seen in other cultures that you've either maybe adopted for yourself or picked up more along the health standpoint, but really just a healthy lifestyle overall? Like what have you seen or what have you really um, brought home for yourself? So a couple things. One, you know, Europe in general, but, you know, certainly, uh oh, <laughs> there goes pumpkin. <laughs> One, um, <laughs> You know, Europeans in general, but really, I think Italians too, big time. Um, they really make the time in the life for um, just leisure and enjoying life. Uh, you know, they, here in the States, it's ingrained in our heads with, uh, you know, the go, go, go. Uh, make money, make money, make money, and, you know, work, work, work as much as possible. But in, in Europe... You know, they make time to take a break during the middle of the day. You know, they'll take the, you know, two to four o'clock or whatever. All the shops will shut down. They'll go home. They'll see their family. They'll, you know, maybe they'll take a nap. They'll rest. And then they come back out and, you know, finish the day off. Um, And it's not so, it's not so imperative to just, like, work yourself to death um, as it kind of how it it can feel here in the States. So that's something that, you know, I try to always keep in mind. And, you know, when, when I'm over there, I feel it, you know, I feel the difference. It's a, it's a real cultural difference and it's a different pace and it's unavoidable. And I try to bring that back with me for as long as possible, but it, you know, eventually you get back into the, the mindset that we have here in the States. Um, so I think also when on like the other side of things, when I was in Madagascar, I, it was very eye opening because of the lack of, you know, simple health things that we take for granted. Um, whether it's, you know, brushing your teeth or, you know, rinsing your face, um, people there you know, they, they literally don't have the amenities to be able to do those very simple tasks. Um, 
something as simple as mirrors. You know, they don't have mirrors there, so they don't know that there's dirt all over their face or whatever it may be. Um, something like that is like was like very eye opening. Um, and, and yeah, we're talking right now. I can see myself in a screen. I can see you in a screen, and like, no, that that's kind of wild to think about, right? Like, yeah. and yet something so simplistic as a a, a mirror, or even just a plastic mirror, like, n- yeah, nothing is there. That's wild. So what I really brought back from that is, you know, like, you know, those nights where like you were out all day and you like you maybe you don't want to like brush your teeth or like wash your face or something. You just want to like hit the pillow. It's probably okay if you just hit the pillow. <laughs> so sometimes, you know, I like, I kind of keep that type of thing in mind. Like, you're not going to die if you didn't like do every little minute thing that you feel like you might have to do because there's millions of people in the world that don't get to do what we do and keep, and keep care of ourselves like we do. And they're still alive. <laughs> no, that's, yeah. that's an amazing point. Like, how often are people like, oh, oh my God, it's been three hours. Like I have to eat. Like I haven't had something like, or exactly. whatever it might be. But yeah, like I, I hadn't even thought about brushing my teeth at night. Like, yeah, it's, it. Yeah. And, and again, I'm kind of with you. Like if I've just been out and it's just crazy day, maybe it's summertime. You've been out for the last 12 hours and you're just ready to crash. Well, just crash. It's not going to yeah. be a big deal. Yeah. I, I also, another thing, the you know the men and women they are like they're so fit they're so fit and it's not from working out there's no gyms it's just from working and living and you know elderly guys with six packs i'm I'm telling you they're all like very very fit um what was the food like in madagascar it was a lot of um, a lot of rice, a lot of beans, and they a lot of cassava, which is uh, you know what that is I mean, yeah. Um, yeah, but uh, uh, actually, tell us just so everybody knows kind of what cassava root is, please. Yeah, it's a it's a tuber. It's almost kind of like kind of like a largish potatoy sweet thing, but it really isn't. It's actually not that good for you. Um, and well, it's not that good for you if you can't brush your teeth because it actually has a large sugar content to it. So if you don't have access to like running water and things like that, a lot of the people there have awful teeth because cassava is one of the cheapest things that they could eat um, next to rice. And, you know, they don't have running water. So like it's good, but um, it's, it's a main staple of what they eat. Um and, you know, meat and fish, there are fishermen there for sure. Um, they have, uh, you know, the the cattle that they have, well, not really cattle, but the meat that they have is an animal called a zebu. Yeah, it, it looks like um, kind of like a mix between like a cow and a buffalo almost. Z-E-B-U, zebu. And, um, but you know, most people aren't eating that type of thing. It's more like rice and beans. And now is that just because of availability? It's just too expensive yeah. for a lot of the villagers. Yeah. Yeah. And that's unfortunate too, because everybody should, I, and again, I still think everybody needs, you don't need pounds of meat a day, but mm-hmm. to have a little bit of, uh, at least animal flesh mixed in there once in a while, I think it's still going to be a good thing too. Yeah. That's. Definitely. And you know, there's times that I definitely feel like I'm eating too much meat. And there's times that I feel like I haven't eaten, eaten enough meat. Um, I try to, you know, limit maybe three to four times a week. You know, if I go a day without eating meat, it's good. Um, but I do try to eat it. I don't feel right if I don't eat it. Are there times, because I noticed this for myself, like this morning was a really heavy, strong man workout that I did. And it's just, I could eat a whole freaking cow. Like if I wanted to, I mean, that's, that's how I feel personally. Like when I'm just training hard, heavy, do you notice the same thing? Like whether it be in the gym or even if you're just out on the surfboard all morning or all afternoon, like, do you kind of get that same feeling? Yeah, definitely. I think your body is just craving that. Um, especially cause sometimes I'll try and use a gym, do the gym before work. 
And then I usually end up going late and then I got to rush to work and I can't eat anything. Um, you know, I'll chug like a protein shake maybe and stuff like a piece of toast down my throat. But like, <clears throat> come on, that's not I, the Italian uh, lifestyle you were just telling me about here. <laughs> you know you i get to work and i'm just like drained you know i'm drained i'm drained physically you can see it in my face because uh, i don't have i don't have the right energy to, to function really so what outside of maybe uh just getting that nutrition or um things that you use to help boost your energy to really just keep you going whether it's sleep i mean any other types of like mindfulness meditation practices anything i'm a big I'm a big proponent of eight hours of sleep. I shoot for eight hours of sleep every night. Uh, I'm definitely not one of those people like, to be honest, like let's say if I'm working late and I got to work early the next day, I'm not trying to go to the gym. I'm going to skip the gym. Like sleep has to come first. So I definitely shoot for eight hours of sleep every day. Um, and that's, I, I want to emphasize that for people because so important. You're, you're going to get so much more out of it. Like, oh, well, I'm not going to burn off enough calories. No, bullshit. You're going to be able to burn so many more just because you slept properly. <laughs> like, it's going to have so many more profound effects than going and spending a half an hour in the gym would have had. Yeah. And, you know, it's going to wash out all the toxins in your brain and your muscles. And, you know, you need it. Um, you know, I guess everybody needs maybe a different amount, but. You know, for me, I shoot for that eight hours and really make a point to to get that. Um, sorry, what was the question? Again? No, just other uh, things that you use oh, for yeah. energy, really. Uh, I do try and get some, um, you know, healthy fats every day. Uh, I'll take about 4,000 milligrams of fish oil um, a day. Uh, use a lot of coconut oil, whether it's with eggs or coffee or whatever it may be. Um, now, do you put any in your hair? Because uh, not everybody is watching the video, uh, but uh, Jim has this amazing hair. Here, we'll uh, we'll definitely get a picture of that up for the website for everybody. <laughs> I didn't today, but I do. Yeah, um, not every day, depending. But uh, especially sometimes, if I wash my hair, it kind of gets a little dried out. I'll put a little bit in there. Just kind of helps keep it a little moisturized and not so like my hair is super curly. And the coconut oil helps it like not be so tangly. Everybody with long hair out there. I mean, I'm not one of you, but uh, certainly listen to that because I, I, I hear people telling, saying that all the time. It's like, oh, now I got to spend another 20 minutes just trying to get like the knots out of my hair. And it's like, I, mean, I don't have to do that, but I really wouldn't want to. And I think coconut oil is probably a great fix for that then. It smells good. It's not, you know, a, like some type of... Uh, just synthetic garbage that you're yeah, putting in your hair. Yeah, synthetic product that you put in your hair, another, you know, really toxin that you're putting in your hair. Uh, it's just raw coconut oil, and you just need a very small, small amount because as soon as you put it in your hand, it'll, you know, Start how much it'll work. Yeah. Yeah. All right. James, I'm, I want to switch directions here a little bit, ask you a few more questions. Uh, I'm curious, what is something that you could learn from your eight-year-old self? something I could learn from my eight-year-old self is definitely I feel like I have learned it and but I got to remind myself of it you just like have a good time you know what I mean like just do the stuff that you like doing you know like climbing trees or um, jumping in the ocean or anything um, just the uh, I just came from CrossFit and we had a competition, uh, just like you know within the class, see who can hang from the bar for the longest after the workout, um, which I won, and I was like, probably just because I like climbing trees as a kid. Like, <laughs> no, but you're absolutely <laughs> right. Yeah, like I just always like that type of stuff, and I always try and do it. Like whether you know it translates to something like muscle ups or just like anything like that. Like those types of like acrobatic movements are super fun and you know that's like kind of what i focus on in my personal time in the gym whether it's open gym you know that's like the skills i'm going to work on because that's what is fun um you know whether i'm at work just trying to keep like a cheerful attitude for the team and just like try to like look back 
to your eight-year-old self and kind of just think of like the lack of like let's say worries that you your adult self may have to handle and to be honest even like watching cartoons like i'll watch cartoons you know what i mean like, <laughs> all right i i gotta know give me like either the top one or the top three cartoons here for jim viola okay well i i just signed up for like hulu like maybe a month or two ago yeah and they have like all the cartoons i used to watch when i was a kid like hey arnold and doug um all those cartoons so I'll like legit like just watch cartoons for a couple hours sometimes and Jess will be like, turn the cartoons on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to have to side with you on this one. Uh, th- those hey, are some very quality cartoons you just listed off there. There's nothing wrong with watching those again. No, and there's really not. And I think like you said before, you know what? Doing that for maybe two hours is better than going out and trying to make two hours more of work, like whatever monetary value that provides to you, the amount of just feeling good and just relaxing you got through that, you can't measure. Yeah. Um, Also, you know, like as, as a kid, we also, we always had animals, not like a ton, but you know, we always had like a cat. We always had a dog. Um, I like a rabbit when I was a little kid, uh, fish, whatever. And you know, I love the cats, but they, they add like, they're, they're literally life and they add life to your life. You know, they're, they rely upon you. You rely upon them. You know, they're stress relievers as as well, you know? So just kind of like, I learned that, you know, as a little kid, just like always had, had like pets around. Um, you know, it, there, it's, there's like meaningful relationships there. No, and that was, um, I, I, that's not something I would have thought of. Like the other things, I'm absolutely with you on like looking back, but no, I, I'm glad you brought that up because you're, you're right. And it's just looking back or looking at it now, like, all right, I see what my dogs mean and just do with Cooper. Like, and mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I'm sure I had that when I was young, but it's that recognition of it. And it's just not, don't just come in, just pet your dog or cat and just walk away. No, give them that same tail shaking like loving that they give you and it's gonna be just pay itself dividends to do something like that yeah i mean i i know for sure you know you come home you know if i like sit down pick the cat up and like play with the cat for like 20 minutes it's totally gonna like like kind of cut out all the maybe stressors you had coming into your apartment and kind of help it leave it at the door so to say and kind of create this experience it's definitely going to lower your blood pressure for sure you know because it's come on petting a cute kitten is nothing (laughs) (laughs) it's like how can you go wrong you also got me thinking because this was something you're talking about the bar hang now i'm just like going back on things today i tried something at the gym that i'd never tried before and it was so like uh a rig at a gym so this goes on like the bars go on for a while like they they can go on 20 30 40 50 feet whatever it is and i just went to like the outer kind of edge of the bars and i just started like uh climbing hand over hand doing that and first of all it was a lot harder than i knew it was going to be hard and and it it certainly lived up to it but it was just fun like felt like swinging along and talking about like going out climbing trees now i just want to go out swing from swing from some trees and just i don't know do a little tarzan action yeah I mean, I love that. You know, I've never done that. I've seen that done though. Um, you know, like you, you like circle the rig. Um, yeah, I didn't. I did not make it all the way around, but yeah. Julie, <laughs> a huge rack there. Oh, I should have said that. She's got a huge. Rack. Well, don't worry. We're gonna leave that one in because it's 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 a good one, Jim. Don't worry. <laughs> you know what I meant. <laughs> yes, everybody is talking about the uh, rig or the gym rack. Uh, don't worry. Don't worry. You're okay. The rogue fitness rig. <laughs> Hers is much longer in length than a lot of gyms. Yeah. Yeah. So you can climb for quite a ways and it can be very taxing. <laughs> I, I'm going to try that. I'm going to try that. Mine's not as long, but I'll give it a shot. So Jim, what's something that you believe that others think is just absolutely insane? Hmm. I think... I kind of like, I don't really sweat the small stuff. Um, you know, 
in the uh, I just try and keep a level head and where a lot of people may be you know stressed out about something or most people would be stressed out about something I just don't really sweat it you know whatever whatever it is is either going to work itself out or we're going to figure out how to fix it if it's you know any issue whether it's at work whether it's here at home um I think more people would be like very quick to maybe stress about things um but you know I learned that from my dad kind of don't don't sweat the small stuff. Um, you know, I don't know if everybody would think I'm insane for for thinking that, but uh, no. But I think it brings up a great point. Where you're you're absolutely right. Where if one little thing happens, somebody has to just blow it up into this absolute astronomical thing. Where it's like somebody could walk over and say, "Hey, why don't we try this?" And that works better and kind of problem solved. And you didn't have to go so over the top on it. Uh huh. You know, like I'm sure. There's been times at like let's say work where you know there's an issue and everybody is weighing in their two cents here, here, and here, and you know you want to let people do that, of course, because you don't want to shut anybody's ideas down. But a lot of times in those situations, I'll kind of take a back seat because I'm pretty sure you know it's going to work itself out. We're going to figure it out. Um, another two cents may not really be what the situation needs. You know what I mean? Um, so I don't know. I think sometimes taking a taking a backseat to things. No, not really a backseat because you still, I still like you know assert myself when I think there's something that could be different or changed. But maybe not stressing about things too much can actually help solutions. James, what would you say is maybe the most important lesson you've learned for your health? I think going back to, well, actually, I take that back. For for my health, honestly is you got to cut out all the bad things, things that are bad. <laughs> I mean, I know if like, don't smoke, don't drink too much. I mean, people say that, but for real, that stuff really, really, I, I have a, you know, my just general practitioner, um, she has a motto that it's uh, exercise, cut out alcohol, cut out cigarettes, whatever. And if that doesn't work, then we'll talk about medicine or um, something else. I, I, I'm a believer in that because, you know, yeah, I'm going to go out, have a few drinks or whatever. And like kind of going back to what I was saying before, sometimes it's good to, to do that type of stuff. But you know what? I really feel really poorly physically and mentally after after that. You know, like let's hung over for, for to say – Maybe you're too hungover to work out that day. Maybe you're going to have a crappy workout. Maybe you're not going to perform at work like you want to. I mean, th that stuff, it, like, I can't, I can't do it anymore, you know, as far as, like, drinking and going to work, like, the next day or something like that. I can't go to work hungover. I can't uh, be too hungover and, like, try to work out. You know, maybe because I'm getting old. I don't know. But uh Big lesson I learned is like that stuff is bad for you for sure. <laughs> there's, a reason, there's a reason everybody says don't do it too much because, you know, it, it just takes its toll. It just takes its toll. And yeah, that's something I can't argue with. Like you're just talking about the simple things here. And that's, yeah, that's where it comes down to, too. It doesn't have to be big, profound, like earth shattering things that you do. Yeah. It's like the obvious, like you drink. And smoke, you're going to feel like garbage or do drugs or whatever. Yeah, it's like, and not that I ever really was a cigarette smoker or anything like that or, um, or I don't, you know, I, I'll drink socially, but I just know nowadays I, I can't perform how I want to or feel how I want to with too much of that in my life. And I think you bring up another really good point there is – that that not feeling just how you want to like all right if you want to change the way you feel you got to change something that you're doing more mm -hmm. the same plus more the same still equals more the same but you like you said all right I'm not gonna smoke I'll have a drink or two here and there but I'm still you're still getting your eight hours sleep you're still going out and surfing and like connecting with nature I mean these are very simple concepts it doesn't have to be that you go surfing for an entire weekend no maybe you just go for a walk around the neighborhood or something but just getting outside like easy things that can be implemented and obviously have a profound effect on your life. Yeah. And I think 
you know, if you can't, let's say you can't um, make it surfing that day or you can't make it to the gym that day. Maybe you, you know, maybe you get off like a subway stop before, maybe like take a little bit of a longer walk, you know, something like that. Um, you know, like a lot of times I have a working in Midtown, there's a bunch of different subways I can take and some get me closer, some get me further away. Um, you know, if I'm not going to go to that gym that day, maybe I'll take like the 15 minute walk there and 15 minute walk back at the end of work, uh, you know, to kind of just get my blood going a little bit and just take some time to just walk and get you ready and, or even cool you down after work. That's see, I don't have that appreciation, not having lived in a city or something, but no, you're absolutely right. It can just be that simple as, all right, you see, maybe you're not spending quote, like quite the same amount of nature, but yeah. you're still outside. It doesn't matter. Even if it is a concrete jungle, it's mm -hmm. still better than crawling down how many flights to get into the subway and just yeah. being trapped underneath there. Like, get out and enjoy it. Absolutely. I think, you know, it's just going to help physically. I think the... I think a major key to physical, I mean, to mental health is, is physical health. You know, if you're stagnant and maybe you're overweight and, um, that, that's gonna, that's gonna depress you. That's going to make you feel helpless. Maybe, um, you know, I, you know, with, let's say an overweight person that's going to tax on all their joints and their everything. And, you know, to, to start up with a, you know, an exercise program is going to seem so daunting. So you're going to feel stuck. You're going to feel unhappy, you know, but if you're, if you're physically fit and you have a balance of, of work and play and, and you are physical though, you're, you're walking to work, not that you don't have to be, you know, Olympic athlete, but you want to be able to climb a flight of stairs. You want you're going to want to be able to you know, maybe jog a mile or walk a couple miles or whatever, you're going to feel a lot happier. What One, from doing that activity, get your endorphins going and all that good stuff, but you're just going to feel more confident in yourself and more able and just all around you're going to feel better. You know, I feel there's times where, um, you know, maybe I didn't work out for like a couple months, I'd say, and you don't feel that good about yourself. You know, you don't feel that you know, you you feel like maybe you're stuck and how do you get going again? And but I think physical fitness is a major key to, to mental fitness for sure. I, I really like how you put that. And and it's, it's very true. I, I, I often, I still think of the body as a whole. And I mean, the, the mental, the physical, the emotional, like they're still all coming together, but yeah, that's a, that's a beautiful way to look at it where you can use one to help out another. And that can help like, now you get those two on board and you're, now your emotions are going to be that much more in sync then as well. And this is more of a snowball effect where this can keep carrying on for you. So yeah, that's, that's a great way to look at it. And I think, you know, in the opposite way, it can be a snowball effect if you don't take those steps, you know, like you can just, I think you can become so defeated. Like I see, um, like for example, Jess's mom is actually severely overweight. You wouldn't know it looking at Jess. She's like, skinny girl but yeah i just think like man it's got to be so defeating to to have that burden um you know it's got to be physically harder to do any little thing um whether it's just getting out of bed or walking to the car um you know all those te those small things are really um you know a burden and it's kind of like it, i think it gets exponentially harder the, like further away from you know let's say fitness you are it kind of gets harder and harder to like maybe start up again emotionally physically you know imagine I'm, i know you've been in the gym for a long time but like i'm sure those times where you're at the gym for a little bit and like that first workout you're like oh my gosh like how, how did i <laughs> this is so difficult you know um, uh, <laughs> well i'm thinking about it no because when I was like, I'm getting back into strongman competing, but I don't plan on going up. Oh, maybe it'll happen, but up a few weight classes, if you will. Uh, I mean, I weighed at one point about 50 pounds more than I do right now. Uh, and that was, I was in reasonably decent, decent shape, but carrying that around was that much more difficult even. Uh, and that was 
with training. That was with some sleep. Like that was just a lot of extra body weight that I probably didn't need to support. Yeah. And I think, I mean, everybody's going to have their own fitness goals. And at this point, you know, I'm like 30 years old. I've been the same weight probably for like since college, probably. Well, freshman year, I was, I was pretty fat. <laughs> freshman summer year, I was pretty fat. Um, and then the heaviest I weighed in college was about 168. And that was probably the heaviest I was ever. Um, Just so people aren't like, Jim, like 168, come on, that's tiny. Like, no, I know, but you're I'm also like, not like a mammoth dude. You're, you're not towering over people here. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I've been like 150, 155 for years now. So I've kind of like realized no matter what I do, I'm really not going to gain or lose much weight. Um, whether I don't work out or do work out, I'm kind of always around that weight. And, and that's probably your body's way of telling you something too. Yeah, exactly. Like there's no... You know, if I if I miss a protein shake that day, I'm not going to worry about it. I'll take it, you know, most most workouts. But, you know, I'm not going to, like, take creatine or pre-workout and just worry about bulking up because, to be honest, like, there's no need for me for my own, you know, personal goals. There's no – I'm never going to be that big. I'm not going to – I'm never going to be 185 and, like, squat – 400 pounds just not gonna happen and i'm okay with that you know and, <laughs> and I, I i and i think about that and to go the other way too like i'm never gonna be five percent uh body fat you know i'm gonna be you know probably 15 20 percent um kind of no matter what i do at least for now um so you know could i become super lean and get down to 5% and probably, but you know, there's no real reason for me to do that. So I'm just, I've kind of like stopped worrying about both sides of those things and kind of just like maintained like where I am kind of in the middle. So Jim, if, is there any, whether it be physical, whether it be fitness, like what would be one thing if you could just set out to do, this could be in the gym, this could be, surfing this could be climbing a mountain what's that one like physical feat that you would just love to achieve in your lifetime um i would i would like to do a triathlon you know like an iron man triathlon so a full-on iron man then yeah i've done you know one marathon i could i think i could handle the bike with training swim would be difficult but you know I, i don't like if i had all the time in the world and i didn't have to work i think that's something that i'd like to train for for no, sure. And that's one thing to bring up too, because I don't think most people realize people that are doing Ironmans are either sponsored athletes or they're usually not working full time while they're doing that. Yeah. Uh, or they just have a lot of support. Uh, like if they have a family or anything like that, like their spouse is probably doing just about everything for a yeah. few months leading up to that. <laughs> I mean, just going back to training for the marathon, you know, if you're going to run a marathon, you're not going to really skip out on the training because you're going to take you're going to put in all that time and effort to not do your best doesn't seem like very doesn't make any sense to me at least um you know it was running i was running four times a week but you know when you you'd work all day you do five to eight miles during the week depending actually sometimes more and then on Saturdays, I was running, you know, 14 to 20 miles a day. And it's just so much time. It's so much time. Um, and then recovery and recovery, all of the above. Yeah. And you're not doing, I wasn't doing any type of, um, you know, weightlifting or anything like that. I was just running. Um, it's just so much time and energy and to try and juggle a personal life, a social life, a professional life and train it was i don't want like that's why i don't want to do another marathon it's because like the training part well, if you do an iron man you kind of have to well yeah <laughs> i mean that's like that's when jess makes it big and i can retire <laughs> <laughs> you're just looking for a sugar mama there yeah exactly um but yeah i would, I would love to have the time to do that and just kind of just train and 
do the Ironman. Something like a little bit more achievable, I think, is I'm super interested in like those Ragnar races. Tell me a little bit about that, please. Uh, I've never done one. A couple of my friends have done them. But basically, it was, you know, they're probably anywhere from like 80 to 120 miles, but it's a relay race. And so you have maybe a team of five to eight people, I'm guessing. And you, it's just, you know, you live like in a van for however long it takes you to complete the race. Um, like I know, for example, there's one that <clears throat> runs along like from maybe like, let's say Miami to Key West, like all through the Keys. Uh, I know there's one that runs like all along like Cape Cod. So that seems like a really fun thing to kind of like, you know, there's five, eight guys like in a van you do like you run like five to eight mile segments each and you just run a relay. Um, I like to do that. Something like that. That sounds like fun that like wouldn't require too much training. Plus you get the team aspect of it. Like, Hey, if you want to train with a few of your buddies, like everybody gets ready to do this together then too. Uh, Plus just the motivation. Like you don't want to let the next guy down either. Yeah. Um, And I probably want to do a CrossFit, um, competition some sometime in the future um i don't know trying to find like the right one i mean it's like a lot of you know it's new york city the athletes here are like crossfit fifth ave or Brooklyn barbell it's like they're games athletes so it's kind of like you're just doing it for fun (laughs) you're not going out to win really i i think i I am going to give advice on this one just pick a contest and just do it. Like set your sights on it because that's where I, I was when I first started competing with Strongman too. It was the same. I mean, this is probably 10 years ago or so where I would look at it and I'd be like, oh man, those weights look heavy. Like look at the guys that are already entered in the contest. It's like, who cares? Just yeah. go out, enjoy it, do your thing because you can't affect what they're doing. You can only affect what you're going to do going into that contest. True. I like it. How about, uh, I'm curious, uh, have you ever done one or would you want to enter a surf competition? Uh, I never have, but yeah, I would. Um, that'd be cool. I don't know of any really. I mean, there's in the Northeast, there probably aren't quite as many. Usually like the, there is one like every year in Long Beach that is it, you know, there's pros that are there surfing. Um, but there should, yeah, there should be some that like, just normal Joes can enter. It'd be fun, you know. Um, be cool. Let's do it. I want to see. I want to see this. I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, either excited. way, I want to know next, like whatever competition it is that you're joining or entering. I I, I want to be there. I want to hear about this. Awesome. Does Julie ever host any competitions at her box? They just had one about a month and a half ago. Yeah, like that was like their first kind of big one that they didn't do like within the gym because. Like you said, you do mini competitions. You did one today just even at the class you were at. Yeah. Uh, but no, this was the first one, and it went really well. And I think that's something I'm finding it now because I haven't competed in a little over two years now, and I really miss just the, the competitive aspect. It doesn't have to be uh, strongman or we're talking CrossFit or surf competition. Find something that you love. I think that's an awesome thing to do, and push yourself it could be that you just set, you're going to do, uh, maybe it's a hike and like, you're going to climb this mountain in April and you're going to do it. Like that's setting a competition and that still is competing in something. So I think that really, that really helps to push people and helps to focus them on what they're doing. So I, I that's why I'm really encouraging you, Jim. I would love for you to, yeah, pick something like that because it's going to be this awesome feeling and you're going to do great because you're yeah. already having that focus like you said you're not going to sweat the small stuff going into it find some little things like that's going to be the driving force for you and it's just going to be an amazing feeling when everybody's there like you just get to go all out and really show what you've been doing for how many years now yeah i think that's a great idea because it kind of gives it gives uh like more focus more drive more enthusiasm rather than just like i'm I'm going to the gym today um, you know, it there's, gives more purpose behind what you're doing. I like that. I'll look into um, competitions. I'll let you know. Well, let me know if Julie has one. I'll take the drive out. 
I, I will I will keep you updated on that. Yeah, a couple hours away. All right, guys. And you know what? That's another thing too. People think about, um, well, you know what? It's too far. I don't know about that. It's like nothing in life is going to just like fall absolutely into your lap. Like it's going to be the easiest thing ever, but overcoming that adversity is going to be part of it. Like mm-hmm. how much sweeter is that competition going to be? If you just drove four hours, you had to get like hotel room for the night, like, but yet somebody shows up and watches you too. And that you didn't even expect to be there, whether it be some friends, something like that. And you just get to pour your heart and soul into that. It's an awesome thing. Like you talk about people that go to climb Mount Everest. I mean, the commitment that something like that takes is just astronomical or of course like the Olympics, but they're going halfway around the world for these things. So why not drive an hour or two and see what you can do? It's, yeah. It's going to be an amazing experience. Definitely. Well, I'm going to look into some. I'm going to let you know where I find. So Jim, what is maybe the biggest health habit that you need help with right now or that you just need to work on for yourself? I think I'd like to have, you know, a better diet and understand nutrition more. Uh, I probably need to cut out some salt from my diet. I have a fair amount of inflammation. You know, I'm on my feet all the time. I do take, you know, like I said, I take fish oil. I take turmeric once a day, uh, a pill. Um, but if I had somebody kind of break down my diet and yeah, there's like definitely like a ton of programs that you could sign up for. Um, I think I could do better with my diet to be honest. You know, maybe I cheat with hamburgers too often. <laughs> no, it's again, not that you can't have the burger. Hey, what are you having it with? Right? Like you can still do a burger and do it upright mm-hmm. and still feel great from it too. So I'm curious then what type of salt do you use? Um, just sea salt, bleach sea salt. And that's what I was going to say. I I still tell people, and I've had a few people on the show that talk about it too. Celtic sea salt is still my personal favorite. Like it looks gray and you can definitely tell the difference. Like I know sometimes if I eat out and like they've used too much, just regular, basically sodium chloride, Mm -hmm. my fingers, my face, like you can feel that bloated feeling, uh, just holding on to that water but I can use a ton of the Celtic stuff and I'm fine. I do okay with Himalayan. I like it, but I don't re- like Julie. She, she does great with that. Like the, yeah, the, the pink salt, you can see like all these minerals in it. She does better with that. I do better with the Celtic, but like we still use a little bit of each. And I think those are the way to go for sure. Okay. All right. Yeah. I think I, mean, I know it can kind of like inflame everything almost. Right. Well, like you're holding on to that water and yeah, it's not necessarily that that's going to cause a lot of the inflammation. Like the inflammation is probably going to come from just any of the other stressors, whether it be some of the foods that you're eating, but holding on to just too much water. And it's more the imbalance of the minerals. So you're getting usually just sodium and chloride. Maybe it's iodized salt. So you're getting iodine, but versus these other salts, they're having 80 plus minerals in them. It's a lot different. Yeah, it's like it's a big game changer. And I know when I switched over, just that, uh, like I said, that that bloated feeling. And that's where I would notice it the most, especially at the end of the day. Like if I just being on my feet all day at work, my feet, like I could tell the difference um, from the way that they felt, whether like you felt almost squished in the shoes sometimes Mm -hmm. uh, versus this, like no problems. And I use a fair amount of salt because I I think it's actually really good for you. It's good for getting all of the other minerals. Uh, as well as for like helping out the support the adrenals and everything, yeah. Yeah, I'm a big salt guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, but see, that's something that's important to recognize too. Like, yeah. some people don't recognize, like, ah, oh, well, I, I can't stay, I can't have salt, or I can't have fat. Like, no, it's not that those are bad. It's just what are the sources of them? That's what you really want to look to, and that's going to determine because everybody's different. We're all going to need different things. So, hey, yeah. recognize that. I mean, there's times where, you know, I feel like I can't really think straight until I, like, you know, maybe take in some salt in one form or another. Uh, it feels so much better after I do. But that's a great thing because you're recognizing that. And that's what it's about. Everybody listening in here right now, too. Like, if you notice these things are happening, well, it's your body's way of letting you know, like, yeah, that's exactly what I needed. Not that yeah. uh, there's the, the stigma of certain foods 
Well, no, it, it could be that that stigma is just wrong for you. And even going back to, you know, like healthy fats, like coconut oil or whatever, you know, I, I feel fuller longer when I have something like that in there. Um, and I feel like, you know, I can kind of think a little bit clearer. Um, and, you know, I see differences in days that I don't intake that stuff and days that I do. Yeah, and there's a lot of awesome research now coming out about just coconut oil and brain health, especially like in any dementia, in any Alzheimer's, like all these neurodegenerative diseases. Like I had Dr. Tom O'Brien on, uh, wrote the autoimmune fix, and he was talking about, he was going specifically like with the grains and the wheats and all of that, causing all of the breakdown and the inflammation. But a lot of it can be rebuilt back up if done properly, like eliminating those foods, but adding in things like the coconut oil is just an amazing thing for the brain, just that brain food, basically. That's awesome. And then, you know, big thing I try to stay away from dietary is, um, you know, anything gluten. I do try to stay away from it. Um, I, I just feel, you know, constipated, bloated, um, it just stops my digestive system in its tracks. You know, then then comes, you know, the indigestion because it all just adds up. Um, and I can tell when I've had something with gluten in it and I can tell, you know, it just inflames my insides, my intestines, everything. Um, so that's like, that's one big effort uh, that I try to do. And just, I try to, you know, supplement some anti-inflammatory stuff too like i said with the fish oil the turmeric yeah all this talk making me hungry yeah right <laughs> so james a couple of the last questions that i ask everybody who comes on the show first one who would you want to hear on this podcast and what would you either want to hear them talk about or what specifically would you want to ask them i would uh i'd love to see brendan pratt on this podcast so just so everybody knows, this is another one of our roommates in college, and I have been trying to get Brendan on as well. And one of the reasons is he's actually uh, in more for at least what I want to ask him about is some of the renewable uh, energy resources that are out there, yeah. uh, because that's something that really intrigues me, because I think that's huge for the health of the planet overall. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd love to see Brendan on here. Um, I know you had Mark on here. That's awesome. I'm trying to think of somebody that, you know, maybe th that we don't know um, who I'd like to see. I'd love to see, uh, you know, just because I'm interested in CrossFit, you know, like a games athlete. That'd be really cool to kind of see. Any specific one? Uh, maybe just because I think she's pretty cute. If you get if you got Sarah, Sarah Sigmund's daughter over here from uh, from across <laughs> the way, that'd be that'd be awesome. Well, I'll have to reach out and see see uh, what she says. Uh, what would you want to ask either of them, whether it be Brendan or Sarah? I would ask Brendan. You know, Brendan has sustained some ankle injuries uh, from skateboarding over the over the years. I believe in both ankles. So I would ask him. You know, like what triggers those injuries? Kind of making a little bit of a comeback. Whether it's like maybe it's raining out and his ankles are creaky. Maybe he. You know, maybe he supplements with something like fish oil and it kind of like really helps keep his joints and ligaments loose that he notices. Um, so I'd ask him like, you know, because I have had a couple like minor, minor things happen like over my life that like, you know, I know my shoulder is going to crack and crick and whatever because of a past like minor injury. And so, but, you know, he, he tore a lot of ligaments in both of his ankles. So... I'd ask him, you know, now now that he's ten years on from those injuries, how does he feel, and what, you know, are there things that kind of help or hurt those past injuries? And if you had Sarah Sigmund's daughter on here, I think I would ask her a lot about her diet and probably, you know, she spent some time in the states, but you know, like a European diet compared to like a, a diet that you might have in the states. So I would probably ask her about diet and then. I'd probably also ask her about, you know, how often she trains. A lot. You know, I should, it's probably all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so, James, in closing here, where can the listeners find out more about you? Just anything that you're doing, whether it's, hey, if, you, if you're doing any lifting, any surfing, just anything that they want to check out, where should they go? Well, they can check me out on Facebook. It's James P. Viola. 
if you're in New York City, come by Tommy Bahama on 45th and 5th Ave. Uh, you, I'll show you around, give you the grand tour. But, um, yeah, and also check out – you can check out my YouTube page. It's just James P. Viola on YouTube. I haven't updated anything in a little while, but there's some surfing stuff on there. There's some dog stuff on there, some cat stuff on there, some family stuff, friend stuff. Or my Instagram, actually. My Instagram would probably be the best best place, which is, I think, just also James P. Viola. And I'll make sure to just get links in the show notes for everybody, too. But, uh, James, cool. it, it has been an absolute blast. Make sure everybody go check out some of this stuff. Uh, before we talked, I was uh, checking out some of the things, but specifically on the surfing, because I was curious. I, I hadn't seen them in a little while. Uh, yeah. So it was, it was enjoyable to see that, especially for you guys that don't necessarily surf all the time. Like, get an idea of what it's all about. He's out there bundled up on some of those days because it's yeah. going to be cold but it's going to be that real meditative practice as you talked about so james again thank you so much for coming on the show it has been a blast thank you for having me nick it was a lot of fun Thanks again for listening, and don't forget to head over to BarenakedHealthPodcast.com to check out the show notes for today's episode. While you're there, go to my calendar and schedule a 15-minute call so we can discuss what is your biggest struggle when it comes to maintaining your health. Remember that I'm a holistic lifestyle coach, and the show is sponsored by you guys. Each of you that I work with helps me to be able to put out podcasts like this for free, so thanks again for your love and support. Finally, if the show has helped you out in any way, please head over to iTunes to give the Bare Naked Health Podcast a positive comment and five-star rating. This really goes a long way in getting the word out with how simple health can be and helping to share the podcast with others, so thank you. Mm-hmm.